The following program is for men aged 18 and over. The show contains adult content aimed at men who have sex with men. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Steam Room on Gay SA Radio, proudly brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project. On the show tonight... Did you enjoy your first time? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, honey, I did. Oh, absolutely, yes. It was ground-shaking, earth-moving. It was just a phenomenal evening. One that can never be replaced. I think we live in a society nowadays that's a lot more sexually fluid. People are are a lot more open-minded. And people are curious. GSA Radio, where you are family. This is The Steam Room, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project. I'm Wasim Imam Sahib, and tonight we're exploring the topic of first-timers. We spoke to some people to find out if they knew what we were on about with this one. What do you understand about the phrase first-times? Well, my understanding of first-times is when you engage with someone of the same sex, and this could be orally or through penetration. And this is your first time engaging with that kind of person on that particular level. When you not go and do the business with whoever or the person you are in love with, basically. So the first time you have intercourse. Do you think it's something that people talk about enough? Well, honestly, I do not think that people talk about it enough. Because... Nobody wants to be seen as someone who's inexperienced, you know. Nobody wants to be classified as amateur or who does not know what they're doing. So your first time has always kept a secret. As a guy, we always speak to each other about um, our first times, especially how it happened and what happened and how long we lasted and and so forth. So. Yeah, yeah, generally with guys, it's one of those things we do talk about and we actually laugh about. And yeah, so we do talk about it. I think um, it, it all depends. Um, like with with myself, like I, I'm always comfortable with it. Like I, I do talk to people about it. Like it's if I'm close to you, you know, I just don't just randomly say the first time and it's just I'm telling everybody the first time I had an encounter with a man, you know. Uh, I just, I just don't say it out of, you know, proportion. I just, there has, there has to be a reason. Probably the conversation leads that way. Then I'll, you know, I'll feel comfortable to talk about it, you know. But yeah, I guess people don't talk about it that much. Yeah. When was your first time as a man sleeping with another man? Well, my first time as a man sleeping with another man was in 2011. In my high school days, I was in my prime, and notably so, that was the first best time that I've ever had. I was around 22, 22 years, uh, because I was in a relationship with my partner. Uh, We started day 22, and yeah, so it was one of those things, I don't know. We just waited for a reason, for no reason actually, and then... uh, I was 19. (laughs) The scariest day of my life. Wow. Um, That was in 2010. Yeah, mid-2010, if I remember correctly. Yes, mid-2010. Do you have any advice for younger self? Well, what I could advise the younger me was that it was okay not to sleep with the hottest or the cutest guys in town but rather focus more on getting your money and your paycheck. And all those cute guys will come running after you. Um, if I was to tell my 19-year-old self, wait, take it easy. I mean, don't believe in the, don't really live up to the hype because it is not what really, what they say it is. Just wait, there is plenty of time don't fall in love because it is definitely going to come to an end and it will get you heartbroken as you do not know anything about it. Just go into these things, 
Um, do it because you want to do it. Let nobody force you into it. You know, um, you shouldn't even feel pressured. Um, but if you're very adventurous and you want to explore, then make sure that you also, you know, use protection. You know, take care of yourself. You know, because you may not know what the other person out there has been up to. You know, so as you consider exploring that or getting yourself involved or becoming active in this you know to make sure that you know your HIV status and condomize you know always use protection you know always play it safe Get USA Radio where you are family this is the steam room brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project I'm Musimi Imam Saheb and tonight we're exploring the topic of first timers so seeing as we're going to be getting down and dirty, knee-deep in facts tonight, how about we shed some light on a few things by talking to an expert in the field first. Hi, my name is Bruce Little, and I'm the content creator for the Anova Health Institute. So in the plainest terms, what does being an MSM first time mean? MSM obviously stands for man who has sex with men. And a first timer would mean somebody who's probably having sex with another man for the very first time. So that would be the definition in a nutshell. Why do you think some people are attracted to the idea of trying it out? I think we live in a society nowadays that's a lot more sexually fluid. People are are a lot more open minded and people are curious. We live in a time where as we progress in society and as we become more open minded, we become less sort of inhibited by the norms in society, inverted commas norms. And so now people are testing things out. They're trying things out for themselves and they're seeing what they like and what they don't like. And I think that's opened up a lot of experimentation in in the realm of sexuality. What are some of the things that first-timers should keep in mind before diving in? So I think it's one of those cases where, as with anything, when you're doing something for the first time, just take it easy. You know, you don't have to dive right into the deep end of of the swimming pool, so to speak. So I think if you're going to have an experience with someone, just make sure that, you know, the two of you are both consenting adults. Try not to do it too severely under the influence of alcohol or drugs and just pace yourself. You know, don't force yourself to do anything that doesn't feel right or that you're not enjoying doing. It's supposed to be a pleasurable an enjoyable, intimate experience with another person. So take your time and, you know, don't expect yourself to be this stellar porn star the first time you have a sexual encounter with another man. Do you have anything to say to young men out there who are scared of the stigma they might face? I think the best advice that I can give a young man who considers himself to be MSM or is thinking about experimenting about being MSM is that unfortunately we do live in a time where There is stigma and there are certain communities where you need to be careful about promoting your sexual orientation. So if you are going to be outspoken, loud and proud about your sexual orientation or your curiosity in exploring your sexual fluidity, then just do so in safe places and on platforms where you know you'll be supported and where you'll be encouraged rather than face stigma, ignorance or discrimination. So, you know, consider your environment, consider the people that surround you, make sure that you're safe, make sure that you're not uh, in a situation where you could come to harm or you could be the victim of someone else's ignorance or stupidity. In a society where many are taught to feel ashamed of their feelings, what advice do you have to give? Shame is sadly a universal thing that most of us will have to experience. And it's also not something that the LGBTQ community has franchise on. Heterosexual, uh, cisgendered people also have to deal with shame in many realms and in many aspects of their lives. And I think it's just one of those cases where you need to try and keep perspective. And the perspective is just looking at things rationally and analytically when considering yourself and when considering things like your sexuality. So do you have a rational reason for feeling shameful about your sexuality or your desire to experiment? Or are you just adopting someone else's discriminatory perspective? Sometimes it doesn't even have to be an emotional thing. Try to leave your emotion out of it and just think, should I be feeling shameful? Probably not. This is somebody else's issue. This is my aunt or my cousin or this guy over there or this lady over there's perspective. So I don't need to adopt their shameful attitude or their stigmatized perspective of my sexual orientation. And seeing as we live in the age of internet, are there any websites or other online sources that you would recommend that MSMs check out? Definitely. So if you're a young man who has sex with men or is considering having sex with other men, or you're just 
curious. If you're between the ages of, I'd say, 15 and 21, you can go onto a website called www.youngheroes.co.za. And on that website, it explores different aspects of sexuality, sexual expression, sexual identity, puberty, as well as gender expression and gender identity. And then if you're older than that, if you're in your early 20s, all the way up to your 40s, you can go to www.wethebrave, one word, .co.za. And there are all sorts of topics that are dealt with, like internalized homophobia, online bullying, stigma. You can look up things to do with HIV prevention, HIV treatment, sexually transmitted infections, and how to protect yourself, how to use condoms and lube, anything that you might need to consider if you're a person who's even considering uh, as a man having sex with another man. That was Bruce Little speaking to us here at Gay SA Radio about first-timers, our topic for the evening. The Steam Room presents Liquid Courage. Hey, boys. It's 30 minutes to go till we head to Fairmont House for tonight's social. So I hope you're all getting spick and span for the ladies. At 8 o'clock, we're all going to meet outside the new building and then take a walk across the campus to the res. Don't be late. So, have you made up your mind yet? Tell me you're coming. Uh... No, no, I know what that sounds means. Wow. No, you have to. You've never been to a social. With good reason. How would you know if you haven't tried? I know enough. Living here since first year has taught me a thing or two about how these things work. I'm too feminist for this shit. You'd be surprised though. A lot of the girls hold down their own. It isn't the 90s anymore. It's not just about that. It's also about being at a university that still yeah, allows... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That still allows the system to operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Why is it that it's still also gendered and we need to travel across town like a group of Vikings seeking mates? It's archaic. It's a social. It's not supposed to be about getting laid. It's about meeting other students. If this res and the bro boys have proven anything to me, it's that those spaces aren't for people like me. It's for drunk, straight boys and girls to hook up and then awkwardly dodge one another for the next few years as they pretend they haven't tasted each other's genitals. Jeez, Max, do you have to be that graphic? Tell me I'm wrong, though. I guess it's what you make it. These things always are. That's pretty easy to say when you look the way you do, though. And you have women banging down the door to our room trying to get at what you've got going on. Point is, I never let them in. And the Academy thanks you for that. <laughs> I don't even know what I'd do if I got home one night and saw you with some girl bent into a pretzel on your bed. You could always join us. Josh, you're forgetting about my allergies. It's dogs, grass and pussy. Well, take your meds and come tonight. Why are you being so insistent? You aren't usually this intense. Well, it's because I want to have a good night tonight. Exams are coming up soon and it's probably going to be one of the last nights I can party. Is it a crime to want my roommate to come join me for a job? As if having the Razor's token fag at your side won't take your trade with the mana down a notch. I've said it before, dude. Anyone who's having an issue with that is not the kind of guy I want to hang around with anyway. That's it backwards. And we appreciate your allyship. But I have some work to get done anyway. I'm almost done with this essay. Sure, dude. But when's it due for? A few weeks from now. A few weeks? Yeah. Do you hear yourself? I mean, when was the last time you even went out? Um, exactly. It's been forever. Well, I'm sorry that I'm busy. Insane? That's the word for it. I prefer to think of it as studious. Okay, Mr. Honor Roll. Shouldn't you be getting ready? Yeah, I'm gonna shout out. Cool. I really wanted to hang with you tonight. I must going out with you this semester. I hope that doesn't sound weird. It doesn't. I miss hanging out with you too. I actually wanted to ask if you wanted to come to the screening jog is throwing next week. If I'm free, I will. But I doubt it. My course is about to become a shitstorm of deadlines, eh? Is that bad? Engineering, man. But it's the life I chose. But anyway, I'm gonna go shower now. I hope you change your mind about coming. Plus me as at Fairmont as well. True, but I doubt it. Okay. think i'd see you tonight i mean have you ever been to one of these things nah dude never this is my first one some guy in a toga let me in at the gate 
some guy in a toga. He's from your res. Isn't his name Trevor or something? I wouldn't know. Of course not. He's one of the drones. I think he's on your house comm though. Again, I literally would have no idea. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> but yeah, here I am. Here you are. Josh said you weren't coming though. I changed my mind. Thought I'd give it a chance. At least now I'll know what I'm judging them all for. I thought you had an essay to do. Ah, oh, I finished it earlier. Didn't expect you'd be down here either though. Ah, oh, now and then I give it a chance. I mean, there's free beer. So if the vibe doesn't strike you, the liquor will. It's built in backup plan. <laughs> Where's Josh at? Last time I saw him, he was upstairs in the rec room. Are you guys still hanging out and all? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we be? I don't know. I kind of figured you haven't told him by now. And make the rest of the semester awkward? Nah, dude, I'd rather not be that roommate who fell for the straight boy. Nah, dude, if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. What if he thinks I'm gonna feel him up in the middle of the night? Oh my god, I don't think he's that kind of guy. They're a try, bitch. I'm not gonna risk that shit. You worry way too much. It's uni. You'd be surprised. Either way, there's no way it'd even happen. Ah, just drink this. What is it? Punch. Well, it's mostly vodka, but apparently the addition of about a teaspoon of pineapple juice makes it a punch. <laughs> so drink up, you need to loosen up. How are you wearing a button-up? I don't know the dress code for these things. Tell me, where's the bathroom? I have about a pint of coffee in me that wants out. It's upstairs, inside, to your right. You can't miss it. <gasps> cool, babe. Thanks. I'll come find you later. Hey, Omiya, I'm right here. Oh, hey, I've been looking for you. Yeah, I heard. What's up? He's here. Colin? Yeah, I know, we've already seen each other. No, you nit. Max. What? But he said he was going to hang back and work. Nah, my dude. He just went to the bathroom. Looks like the plan is back on track, hey? I'm not sure. What? Why? You were so keen yesterday. I know, but I don't know. I've lost my nerve. There's such a thing as liquor, and if you haven't noticed, it's flowing freely. So, I'm going to be the muscle-bound jog boy, drunkenly making an unsolicited move. You're overcomplicating this. There's another way this could go if he isn't into it. Ugh, fuck! Okay, Josh, do you have a drink? Yeah, right here. Is it the punch? Yeah. Okay, good. I need you to take a swig before I let myself be a shitty friend. Huh? Just down it, dude. What? Dude! Okay, okay. Okay, listen to me. And if you dare tell any other soul, I'll tell everyone you have genital warts. <sighs> Max likes you too. He literally never shuts up about it. Wait, what? What the fuck? Yeah, he has for months. So he got there a bit later than you. But yeah, he's into you. Hard. He told you this? Yeah, our entire squad knows. It's a whole thing. Why didn't you tell me sooner, dude? For the same reason I haven't told him shit. I keep my promises. Jesus H. Christ. And we've been in the same room. Yeah. For a year and a half. Yeah. That's what makes it so annoying. And you're sure? Completely. What the fuck? I just don't want to rest. Oh my God. If you don't believe me. Tracy, come here. So tonight's the night then? Looks like it might be. Come with me. And if you're not feeling it yet, there's a bottle of tequila in my room that's very good at this kind of convincing. Jesus. That shit hit me fast. That means it's working. He's alone somewhere downstairs now though. He hates this crowd. We should go find him. Everyone with half a brain hates this crowd. But he'll be okay. He's a big boy. That he is. I've seen him in the shower. Wow, okay, that tequila is working, hey? How about you hand that bottle over before you puke on my carpet? Maybe just one more swig? Okay, but then you're cut off. <laughs> and there you go. Thanks. So, what's the plan? Well, maybe you can corner him in the garden or something. Tell him what's on your mind. Or you can walk over to the park next door and have a conversation. 
Well, I could just kiss him downstairs in front of everyone. Might as well go big. Okay, down, boy. Are you sure that's how you want to come out? I play hardball. I heard that about you. Mia, you're in there. Tracy said I should come upstairs. Sometimes opportunity presents itself in the form of a drunk girl. Who are you whispering to? Ready or not? Hey, who's in here? Oh, hey, um, Mia, what's going on? Don't worry, Maxie. He's not here for me. I'll leave you two to it. Hey, Max. Hey, um, what's up? Why is she suddenly being so cryptic? Are you drunk, bro? Ugh, I hate it when you call me that. Huh? Bro. <laughs> what? Why? It doesn't come naturally to you. It's like you're playing a character for me. It's weird. Um, okay then, girl. Thank you. And thanks for coming to the party. Come sit here. Um, okay. What are you, why are you up here? Apparently, to finally have a talk with you. About? The shit that's been on my mind. Sounds like you're trying to get me to change rooms. Well, that would certainly ruin my plans, wouldn't it? What are these plans? Ugh, I don't know. Jeez, you're so drunk. Do you need some water? I'll get you some. Yeah. Thanks. So, out with it. I... I think you're cool. Thanks, I think you're cool too. No. I mean... I think you're really cool. Ditto, dude. No, it's like... I think... I think you're cooler than anyone else I know, and I thought this for a while. You know, like, I get weirdly excited when I finish class early and I know you'll be working in our room, because I know I get to hang with you and shoot some breeze and laugh like an idiot and smile like a moron, because you're the funniest person I know and the kindest. And you, sir, have got an ass that blows my mind. Oh, Josh, wait. I think you're too drunk, maybe. Drink your water. Dude, I want to drink you. Sorry? Like, I want to kiss you every time I see you. And I have to stop myself because I never really knew if you were even into the idea. But now I do. Josh, where's all this coming from? Mia, dude. She told me. Told you what? That apparently you're finally on the same page as me. Dude, I need so much context. You're straight. No, I'm not. Huh? Never have been. What? It's an act, dude. You know how it is. Play a certain way so you seem like all the rest of them. Go to the parties, dress like them, talk like them. But I'm not one of them. And fuck it, dude. I talk too much. Max, I like you. I want to kiss you. Can I do that? Josh, you're not fucking with me, are you? Never, dude. Okay. 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 Josh, do you have a condom? Yeah. Good. That was Liquid Courage, written exclusively for Gay Essay Radio by Arlen Bantam. This is The Steam Room, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project. I'm Wasimi Imam Saheb, your host for this evening. We hope you'll stay with us here on Gay Essay Radio, where you are family. And so, we're already close to the end of the first hour tonight here on Steam Room. We hope you've had a great time with us so far as we delved into the topic of first-timers. An always pertinent subject in the world of man-on-man action, as new men are hitting the market every day. If you're a recent addition to the community or an old hand at this whole thing, we hope you found some helpful and relatable content in the last hour segment. This is The Steam Room on Gay SA Radio, where you are family. The Steam Room is brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project. And we'll be with you here on Gay SA Radio every Wednesday night from 7 till 10 p.m., bringing you a no-holds-barred access to the world of men who have sex with men. Coming up in the next two hours of the show, we have a whole lot more content being fired your way as we sit in the hot tub and talk a whole lot more about the issues in and around your first time. 
We'll be talking barrier methods, how to make sure you stay safe in the boudoir the first time you decide to dive in and test your boundaries, how to stay safe and responsible, and where to look for the advice you may be seeking about this whole affair, how to play safe and prevent the needless anxieties which pop up, what to be on the lookout for if you're worried you may have been exposed to an STI. The next hour, we'll also see some of our panelists come to the fore to discuss some hot topics which are always important when it comes to first-timers with some wonderful banter thrown in for good measure. This coupled with some good music and much more welcome expert opinions is what we'll use to round off tonight's edition of The Steam Room, which we hope will leave you more informed and entertained as you towel off and head into the world, ready to try out what you may have been wanting to test out for yourself. This is The Steam Room on GSA Radio, where you are family. Brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project. I'm your host, Wasimi Imam Saheb, and tonight we're hitting the topic of first-timers with all the information you might need if you're a man who's looking to start having sex with men. And so we're on to the second hour of the Steam Room here on GSA Radio. I'm Wasimi Imam Saheb, and I'll be with you all the way through 10 p.m. tonight as we keep getting into the topic of first-timers. In this hour, we'll be bringing you some advice on how to go about protecting yourself during your first time. Things you gotta keep in mind, on top of which we'll be bringing you some info on how to avoid STIs you might have been exposed to. Also stay tuned for our always informative panel discussion in which our panelists will be talking shop about the ins and outs of their experiences as first-timers, as well as some more good music which we'll be streaming your way. I'm your host, Wasimi Mam Saheb, and this is The Steam Room. Did you enjoy your first time? Oh yes! Oh yes honey, I did. Oh absolutely yes, it was ground shaking, earth moving. It was just a phenomenal evening. One that can never be replaced. It was okay, um, it was... It was okay, it was very scary. I mean there were so many faults. But then I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was good. No, I did. I don't know, but I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it. It was, oh, Jesus. It was a bit. <laughs> How different is sex now as compared to when you started out? Well, sex now has changed. It's no longer the same. When I was a bit younger, when I dropped it and zipped it, I enjoyed it a bit more than I am now. I don't know if now that there are so many responsibilities and so many things that are too worrisome for me to be thinking about sex that I don't think much often about it or I'm not even too bothered about it. Um, but nonetheless, when I do have it, I still find it enjoyable. I know, now I can see a kind of like again experience because Back then, I didn't know what to do, you know, what roles, you know, what role one has to play and everything like that, you know. But now it's like, okay, no, like, okay, there's this and that and this, uh, you need to, you know, do this and that, like, you know, but I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, but right now, I mean, like, I'm like an amateur, I would say, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, For me that day, because I did call the guy and I'm like, you know what, I'll do it. But then later, yeah, I did put bleach in my path because great now it, it's better because now I have experience and I I know how to spice things up. I know how to do things, yeah. yeah. So I can say it is better, even though at that time it was kind of special. And nowadays, sex is just a fun. Were there any feelings of shame or guilt when you started out? I don't remember. All I just remember was that it was just a fantastic time. And if it was a fantastic time, as I'm saying it was, then there probably was no feeling of guilt. How could you, be, how could you feel guilty when you're doing something so pleasurable? Impossible. Mm, not really, not at all, because... You know, I was comfortable with uh, the person I was with and I was comfortable with myself that um, I didn't feel any guilt, you know, and we waited a while before we actually started doing it. So uh, it, we were both comfortable and um, 
So there was there was no, there was no feelings of guilt or shame or whatsoever. So we were comfortable. So I think it was a good age for us to to do it. Okay. I, first of all, I did. I prayed about it. But then later I told myself that there's nothing I can do now. We had sex. I had sex with a man. I mean, there's nothing that I can do to change it. So I just have to live with it. Yes, there was some sort of, uh, you know, guilt that I felt. Uh, knowing that I grew up in a Christian family, you know, and being told, like, you know, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah is, you know, forbidden, like, for men to sleep with men, you know, or same-sex people too, you know. The type of thing so for me i thought i was for me like the thing was right but then i was i felt guilty like i'm doing this and I, I even judged myself i literally felt like i'm gonna burn in hell like i felt like shit this is bad i'm not supposed to do this this is so wrong you know i just felt like i'm the worst person you know like for me doing such kind of things it's just like i just don't know you know yeah what is your sexual orientation well i'm an auntie Auntie, Paul Bottom, Aluta Continua. We're not cutting any corners. It is what it is, and it's just not going to change. If you bend the ruler, it just might break. So keep it as it is. Auntie. I'm a gay guy who likes other men. And uh, yeah, I'm into booty. I like booty a lot. <laughs> Gay, 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 gay. I'm gay. Do you have any advice for men out there who's considering it? Well, I'd like to tell the men out there who are considering it that, you know what? Live your life like it's la vida loca. Have it, eat it, enjoy it, indulge in it, wrap your legs around it and pull him in. It's that simple. Yep, I did. Um, it was protection. That's the only advice. Um, don't rush in. Just take your time and yeah, don't rush into things. And definitely do not expect anything. Just go into these things with your eyes. Go with the flow, but then do not have any expectations because you are going to be disappointed and disappointments will get you heartbroken. I was 20. Yeah, 20. Wait until you're ready or just do it when you're ready. When you feel like you're ready or you know you're ready, just then do it. So that's my advice. Whatever you want to do, as long as you, you feel like you're ready and you want to do it, do it. Yeah. On the show with us tonight, we're joined by expert Dr. Ezio Baraldi, who will be talking about protection and how to stay safe when you're getting close and personal. I'm Dr. Ezio Baraldi. I'm a family physician in Pretoria, and I specialize in uh, men's health and HIV treatment. What would you say are the main differences to keep in mind between MSM and MSW sex? Well, um, obviously, that's a really broad question, but in terms of danger, um, to the participant and in terms of, of the acquisition of HIV and other STIs, there are some differences, obviously. Um, with vaginal sex, um, there is a potentially less likely uh, to be able to transmit any of these infections because of the density of the tissues. If you're looking at uh, anal sex, either male or female, the tissues are much more friable. And therefore, they are more permeable to the transmission of any pathogen, whether it be a virus or a bacteria or anything else. And you can get bleeds. And obviously, the minute you have a bleed for some trauma, uh, there is a much higher entry level uh, or potential entry level for pathogens. Perfect. So what are the best defense methods when engaging in MSM sex? Well, um, again, it depends on the activity itself. But obviously, safe sex is paramount. So we are looking at the, the consistent use of condoms. And we are looking at um, the use of condoms with water-based lubricants because your oil-based lubricants, as we all know, damage the latex and therefore can cause a, a condom to break. Um, and just to keep in mind that if you're doing um, anal sex, then the old adage is too much lube is almost enough. <laughs> so make sure that there is enough lubrication. In terms of PrEP, can you just tell me a little bit about what PrEP is and advice for people who want to get it but maybe don't want people to know that. Okay, so PrEP is the new tool that we use in the uh, fight to try and control the spread of HIV. And PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. 
And there, what we do is we give antiretroviral medication to people who are HIV negative so that if the virus enters the body, the drug is already there to block its replication and therefore prevents an infection. There are a number of drugs that can be used for this, but at present there is only one combination that is registered and it is a combination of tenofovir and um, FTC in a variety of different trade names, which I'm not allowed to mention on here. It works very, very well. The success rate has been high. Uh, it has to be taken consistently. And what one needs to remember very clearly is that you need to be able to prove that you're HIV negative because we only use two drugs in PrEP, whereas in treatment we use three. So if you were taking PrEP and you do pick up the virus, you are then exposed to only two drugs instead of three, and that will cause resistance in the virus, which is going to compromise your treatment for the rest of your life. So it's crucial to know that you are and remain HIV negative while taking PrEP. And the way to do that is a test every three months, uh, at a minimum, with a fourth-generation test. Now, a fourth-generation test is important because it tests for the antibodies that your body has made against the virus, as well as the P24 antigen. And the P24 antigen is something that appears very early on in HIV infection and then disappears um, after that. So that the fourth generation um, HIV test will pick that up. The normal HIV test that on all the rapids that you can do these uh, finger prick tests are not fourth generation. And they still have a very long window period, whereas the fourth generation has got a window period of 14 to 21 days. And you, of course, want to know as soon as possible if there is an HIV infection. So just a few of the things to remember about when you're taking PrEP. Where to get it discreetly? Um, it depends what we mean by discreetly, but it is available through all private practitioners. Um, it is available uh, for free through uh, some of the NGOs, and uh, the state has um, uh, appointed certain NGOs to distribute um, PrEP medication but it is privately available through the medical aid. They do pay for it. They may have reservations, they may have rules with it, but they do pay for it. And all private practitioners can prescribe it. If you're talking about discrete and you don't want anything to appear through your medical aid or you don't want anything to appear in a letter that is sent with an account or something, then the best option is to go and do all of this privately um, with a practitioner and anonymously, which can be done. Um, as long as there isn't a third party that wants to know who you are to pay for it, then it can all be done anonymously. And that's one of the things that we do at, um, at our practice. What's your advice on safety during oral sex? So uh, transmission of pathogens through oral sex is uh, known. It does happen. Um, however, the mouth contains a lot of antibodies in general because it's the filthiest place in the body, quite frankly. So a lot of pathogens are uh, already sorted out within the mouth, in the saliva. But the golden rule remains um, that any body fluid that goes in can potentially uh, cause it. And we do have cases of the transmission of gonorrhea in the throat. We do have cases of transmission of syphilis going through, as well as HIV. HIV, not as much as the others. There have not been many really recorded cases where we could prove it was oral transmission. And statistically speaking, if that was a major route of transmission, then I think the epidemic would probably be twice the size that it is now. So it's unlikely, but not impossible. So always use a condom. That's the golden rule. When it comes to the ins and outs of MSM, sometimes it may seem like there's a lot to keep track of, especially when it comes to the business of protecting oneself against sexually transmitted illnesses or STIs. Luckily for those who engage in MSM, there's a tremendous amount of trustworthy research to fall back on, to use to guard and best prepare oneself so that MSM can stay the fun and anxiety-free activity it's meant to be. In the queer community, those who partake in MSM form a diverse community with many subcategories, though they all have one thing in common. There is an anomalously high rate of STI transmission as STIs such as syphilis, HIV and gonorrhea still remain high-risk diseases. 
One reason for this is the fact that anal one reason for this is the fact that the act of anal sex, which is the most prevalent within the MSM community, for good reason of course, does unfortunately carry a higher risk than most other kinds of sex. The anal cavity is particularly susceptible to STI transmission due to the thinness and therefore more likely damage of the barrier between partners, which allows for a passageway between bodies whereby diseases can travel. Studies have shown that the general characteristics of the MSM community in terms of sexual behavior lends itself toward a higher rate of STI transmission. Activities like group sex, casual sex, and the number of lifetime sexual partners, topics which we will be covering in upcoming episodes of The Steam Room, are more popular within this group. Also, the frequency of bareback sex is reportedly higher within the MSM community, another factor which lends itself to the increasing rate of STI transmission. That being said, there are still many ways you can protect yourself and your partner or partners and still have as good a time as ever. Use condoms. As obvious as it sounds, condoms are one of the most effective methods for keeping all those anxieties at bay. By using a respected and high quality brand of condom, the risk of transmission during anal sex is dramatically reduced as it provides a stable barrier between yourself and your partner. Used in conjunction with a water-based lubricant to ensure that the condom does not break or tear in any way. This method of protection comes with peace of mind very seldom matched by other methods of protection. Be warned, however, that not using lube or using an oil-based lubricant which can dissolve the condom is a bad move. Get tested. As a man who enjoys MSM, it's important to be aware that the risk of contracting STIs is higher than those of other people such as MSW, men who have sex with women, or WSW, women who have sex with women. It is therefore highly recommended that you get tested for HIV often. As it stands, the best advice is to get tested every six months, even if you do use protection. The best preventative methods are only successful 99.9% of the time. Better not get caught out that 0.1% of the time and risk getting yourself or your partner in trouble. Be ready in the moment. Make sure that if you are a sexually active MSM, that you are stocked up on everything you might need when the mood strikes you. This means having lube and condoms in the drawer next to your bed or wherever else you like getting down and dirty. If you're traveling, make sure you have a kit with you as well. A condom in your wallet never hurts anybody's cool factor. Pay attention. Before doing the deed, make sure that you and your partner have had an open and honest discussion about your statuses. Pay attention to the condom you're using. Make sure it's not damaged in any way. Make sure you use enough lube. Also, there are minor things that you can do for your own peace of mind. Don't brush your teeth directly before oral sex, as tiny abrasions in the mouth are possible passageways for STIs. Make sure that before anal sex, you're feeling peachy down there, so as not to aggravate any possible sore spots. Keep track. After you've engaged in any act of MSM, both in the hours afterwards as well as the following days, be sure to pay attention to your own body. If there are any signs like burning in your genital area or anus, or anything abnormal like rashes or fevers that crop up, be sure to head straight to the doctor's office to have them checked out. It might be nothing, but being cautious is always wise. It's always better to catch things early before they get to a level at which they begin to impede your daily life. Now let's have a quick gab as we summon the cavalry. Spilling the tea tonight, we have Livio and Peter. So just between us queers... When was the first time you realized you wanted to try having sex with a man? The first time I realized I wanted to have sex with a man was when I actually saw one of my gym teachers in school and realized I want to get into his pants. Well, the first time I was interested in a guy was also at school. I was in standard eight and he was in standard seven and I was totally obsessed with him. His name was Quibbis. <laughs> How did you feel about those feelings? Very strange because you are taught in this dominant straight world that being gay is wrong. But I also realized that I'm not the same person than what everybody else is. Everyone is unique. And I realized that I'm different than everyone else. The way I realized is basically um, if I saw a nice looking woman um, or lady that I wouldn't have like urges to 
I would think she's nice, but I wouldn't have like urges for her. And uh, when it was a hot guy, um, there would be like, uh, you know, something waking up and stuff like that. So that's basically how I realized. Who did you lose your virginity to? Oh my God, that's a good question. I must say to, I think the first guy I was seeing for many years as with a friend's boyfriend and they eventually broke up and yeah, we landed up hooking up that evening. About two weeks later, he broke up with that current boyfriend and yeah, that was it. What can I say? Well, my first time was, uh, it's a guy that I met at Stardust Days. And uh, we went to some house party. I can't remember. It's like many moons ago. And if I remember correctly, his name was Dion or Leon, something like that. And uh, we went, uh, we were there at the party. It was like a pool party at night and stuff. And I think he went to show me the house and we ended up in a room. That's, but I think, yeah, they, uh, they, uh, they made me a bit drunk. I can't remember everything. Was your first time good? I don't think your first time is ever good because you on your nerves. It's the first time you are in bed with the same sex. So I think it was a bit more awkward, but I think the second time was better. Um, everything comes good with practice, like they say. Yeah, I would agree with Libio. And I don't think my first time was actually bad. I think it was quite gentle and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, but it's more nerves. A person can't... It gets better. Yeah, yeah, you get more nervous than anything else. Now it's second nature. Finally, is there anything you wish you had done differently in that first time? Maybe not hooked up so fast. Yeah, also not maybe was so nervous and got so... I mean, the first time you sleep with the same sex, you are so on your nerves, you don't know what you're doing, you're trying to please and be happy. And I think just go with the flow. I think that would have been a better option. Now, tonight we've been focusing on a lot of the technical aspects of your first time, but let's never forget about those feelings you might be having. So here at GSA Radio, we're committed to bringing you the full Monty. And so in that vein, with us on the show tonight, we have Bruce Little to give you a little bit more advice on what to do on the emotional side of things. Do you think it's totally necessary to come out as MSM? I think it's up to you as an individual. It's not up to me to dictate to anyone what they should or shouldn't do with regards to how they express themselves in society. So it's up to you. I think for me personally, it was definitely more beneficial coming out as a gay man. You see, what a lot of people don't know is that MSM, men who have sex with men, do not necessarily identify as gay or bisexual. There are many men who have sex with men purely because of circumstance, because they find themselves in situations where there are no individuals of the opposite sex for them to express themselves sexually. So, for example, there's classic stories of young men in boys' schools experimenting with one another. There's also cases where men in prisons who do not have access to women experiment with one another sexually. So it's up to the individual. If you feel that you'll be more liberated by coming out to your community or to your society, then do so. But as I said before, make sure that you do it in such a way where you'll be supported and most importantly, that you'll be safe. And do you have any advice for newcomers when dealing with real life instances of discrimination? There are so many different, you know, there are so many different ways to be discriminated against. So for example, there is trolling on social media. There is outright assault. There is also internalized homophobia where certain members of the LGBTQIA plus community are discriminatory and sort of negative towards other members of the community. So each of those instances would require a unique and different response, obviously. But in general, I think, uh, so when, when dealing with matters to do with discrimination online, I find personally the best way to deal with those situations is to block that person. Don't give them the gratification of responding so block that person, delete them, treating somebody as if they never existed in the first place is one of the most powerful things you can do. So if you have someone who's trying to intimidate you on a dating app or uh, on your Facebook profile or on Instagram, block, block, block. When it comes to actual physical encounters in the real world, try and get yourself to safety. Try not to allow yourself to be isolated or vulnerable in a situation where you might be victim to people who are ignorant or have bad and negative, you know, sort of violent intentions against you. And then in general, just take care of yourself. You know, if you're going out, uh, make sure that you have at least one or two friends with you. 
try not to put yourself in situations where you are vulnerable. It's sad that we have to make sure that we don't have to be, that we're not vulnerable, but we do live in, in a society where we have to make sure that we have some kind of backup and some kind of support. And then lastly, I think besides turning to the internet, where else would MSMs turn to for help or advice? There are many different ways. So there are publications that young MSM can, so newspapers, for example, Exit newspaper, I think it's www.exit.co.za. They can check it out. There's in, in the Western Cape, there's a newspaper called The Pink Tongue. There are classifiers at, at the back of the newspapers. And in the beginning of the newspapers, there are different groups and associations and churches and communities from the LGBTQI community that young MSM can associate with to find out more about this community and find out more. You know, if you expose yourself to other people in the community, you find out more about yourself. You'll find out about more resources and how to find support and how to feel better and stronger about yourself. And then also... Just, you know, there are certain clubs and places that gay friendly venues in different cities to so just find out where those places are. And there are even apps that are now available. So you can download an app onto your phone called AppFab, which is A-P-P and then F-A-B. And you can download it directly onto your phone to see the latest LGBTQI news, events and where you can go and even chat rooms and forums where you can engage with other LGBTQI people safely online. Thank you so much, Bruce Little, for joining us on the Steam Room tonight as we talk about first-timers, the ins and the outs of being a newcomer to MSM. The Steam Room is brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project. And that's it from us tonight as the Steam Room shuts its doors for the evening. Thanks to all of you who dropped your trousers, grabbed a towel, and got hot and sweaty with us here on KSA Radio as we explore the topic of first-timers. We hope that what you've learned tonight helps you better navigate the world around you and has left you a whole lot more informed, especially for all you newcomers out there who have just joined the ranks or are considering having sex with another man for the first time. As for next week's show, we'll be hitting the seldom-discussed topic of after nights. That is married men who have sex with other men. But what are the implications of this both socially and within the confines of marriage? What are the various arrangements people have come up with for accommodating this phenomenon? As usual, we'll be joined by some experts to discuss all the various angles on this topic. We'll have our usual panel weighing in as well. We'll also be bringing you a new radio drama and info segments to help you out if you're an afterliner or considering becoming one. But that's all there is from us tonight here on the Steam Room on Gayser Radio, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's Pillar Project. I'm your host, Wasimi Mam Saheb, and it's been a pleasure spending time with you tonight. All of us here at the station hope you check in with us next week as we keep talking frankly and honestly about the issues affecting you.